Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake BJ Shea is on assignment, but running the boards is Joey D. It's Wednesday, and that usually means comic book day. And we'll talk a little bit about some sort of comic-adjacent stuff, maybe, mm, kind sure. of. I mean, we'll talk about the fact that we do have a date for Umbrella Academy Season 3. Very excited for that. We'll also talk about the final trailer for Sonic 2. Actually, kind of really excited for that one. Right. We will talk a board game that is out on pre-order called Heroes of Barcadia. This one's for 21 and older because you drink. Ah, drink, drink, awesome. drink, drink, drink. At the Barcadia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. more. Uh, or just search BJ Shakes Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. Odyssey app, Odyssey app. And getting right into the gigantic news for at least everyone on this podcast, Umbrella Academy, we knew that the season three would be coming out. We didn't realize when it was going to happen until Netflix dropped a teaser that said, June 22nd is when we will experience Umbrella Academy season three. And the the teaser they dropped, it it was like a meme tiny trailer where yeah. not it wasn't even a trailer you can see it was like the first couple of seconds of the first episode mm-hmm. basically right where they left off oh, when they're meeting the Sparrow Academy yes in the Sparrow Academy um in the comics and then more uh, obviously we're going to talk about more for this show is a a derivative of the Umbrella Academy because basically Big Papa decided that, you know, these kids are kind of pieces of crap and not really that great. So I'm going to find a different group of kids and see if maybe I can do a little bit better with them. And I will say, if you guys do decide, like, hey, I'm going to read the comics because there are three issues out, or not three issues, but three trades out, they're very different from the show. And it makes yeah. sense. If you read them, th- there's a lot that they could not include into the show without it being way too confusing. And even then, like, with Super all the... Weird time travel and all this other stuff, it does get confusing a little bit if you're not really into this sort of thing. That being said, the Sparrow Academy was like a different, kind of like a different universe, I believe. Like, yeah. like we're seeing with everything else right now and every other, like DC and Marvel. Variants, and multiverse, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yes. Uh, but it looks like they're going to be doing some tumbling. <laughs> and it's like the most interesting thing about it is like you see the fact that Ben is still around because he's still alive because he wasn't killed due to the original uh, Umbrella Academy. Right. And because, I mean, he technically was there when they met their dad in the past, but he was a ghost. So he didn't actually see his dad. So his dad still uh, recruited him. Yes. So he's still a part of it, and he's still alive at this point in time. The one that was super confusing, and we're still looking at kind of strange, is like the meat cube that apparently is one of the kids. Yeah. Just some weird floating cube. Well, if you guys don't remember, if you guys don't know anything about Umbrella Academy, it is based in the exact same day, the exact same minute, women all over the earth gave birth to children. It was like 40-something of them or something like that. a large amount, yeah. But they weren't pregnant at the beginning of the day. They literally, within minutes, became pregnant, full-on pregnancy, and gave birth right then and there. And these children were special children. So Hargreaves, which is Big Papa, 
goes out and buys or tries to get as many kids as he could. And he ended up getting seven in the original series. And so he trains them to be basically little assassin fighters because he wanted to save the world. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, in the comic, you find out. And by the way, I'm going to be saying stuff that will maybe spoiler season two. So if you haven't seen sp- season two yet. Skip ahead a little bit. Yep. Uh, we find out in season two he is, in fact, an alien. This is something we we find out at the very beginning in the comic series. Uh, so what does this all mean? What's happening? What is he preparing them for? Yeah. Uh, something bigger is on the way because basically since season one, there's always the world is going to end and we need to stop it. Mm-hmm. Season two had the same thing. They brought the end of times with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They kind of screwed it all up. And then it was it was in Dallas in the past. Yes. And it's kind of like that's the whole reason why when they come back to the future, there's a whole new group there because of, well, shenanigans. Right. And uh, it is such a fantastic show. The cool thing about season three, it, there is a big difference that's going to be happening. What's that? Season one and season two were rated TV 14. This season is now going to be rated TVMA. So it is, yes, it is going to be not suitable for anybody under 17. Interesting. So it's going to be, it looks uh, as it may contain crude and decent language, explicit sexual activity or graphic violence. And there has been a lot of violence, a lot of badass fight sequences, but it's nothing like super brutal and gory uh, so far. Not that I can remember. Yeah, I don't necessarily remember any like specific scene or anything that was like, oh, oh my God. I mean, there's been a few times where some characters have been covered in blood, but nothing mm-hmm. too insane. Yeah. Uh, even like anything sexual has been fairly tame or kind of like in the distance. You don't really see that. So I'm curious to see what they will be doing. Yeah, uh, I'm very excited for this. Uh, the fact that I've got to wait until June kind of sucks, but at the same point yeah. in time, gives me a chance to read the third uh, comic graphic that novel. You've had that is mine for like what a year? Yeah, it's been a, <laughs> <laughs> it's before, been a while since before season two came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'll, I'll like you let me borrow the first two. Yeah, and, and I you read the, those. Yeah, I read those. Gave them back. Gave me the third one, and I'm like, I'll get to this. And then I I, I sent uh, uh, Vicky a message the other day. I was like, I swear. I promise I'm going to read it and get it back. And she's like, I forgot you had it. Yes. So I'm like, I mean, well, hmm. I mean, I can give you the first two. And if you want to buy me the uh, Apocalypse Suite Deluxe Edition on Amazon, they have right now hardcover. Might do that for your birthday. Yay. Just as an apology. And I'll give you the other two. Okay. <laughs> we'll see how that works out in there. But yeah, very stoked for uh, what's going on with Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Moving on from that, another thing that I didn't really expect to be stoked about was the final trailer for Sonic 2. Uh, I have, uh, I'll be perfectly honest, I haven't seen the first one. I know that there was the gigantic hullabaloo about the fact that Sonic looked really weird with actual human teeth. He looked like like a foot with teeth. (laughs) Yeah, like little beady eyes. Like they were just doing it really weird. Uh, The whole internet lost their mind collectively about that. But the thing was, was that the producers and like the suits like listened. Yep. That was the thing that blew my mind. They're like, you know what? You're right. We need to fix this. So they went back and they went through it and they delayed the movie to make Sonic more like what Sonic was in the video games and the cartoons and the comics themselves. And A, people appreciated it. People went out to see the movie and a lot of people like it. It got like 90 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes for the audience score. I think it got in the 60s for the reviewers. Which makes sense. I mean, it's a kid video game movie. It's. You're not going to win Oscars with it, maybe for like best animation or something like that, or fastest blue guy in a movie. I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, blue guy though, in a movie. if you just take out the elements of these animated, you know, an- what do they call anti morphine Anthropomorphic. That. <laughs> you have, you know, Tails and Knuckles and Sonic. You take that out, This you could have 
fooled me into thinking this was like the next Avengers type movie. The trailer was so badass. Yeah, and this was one of those ones where you hear like you hear like a cell phone going off and it's the sonic theme or you hear the rings doing the very familiar ding noise that you would remember when playing the game. Like it hits on those but still feels like a new fresh movie. Yeah, these Sonic movies have done a way better job than the Power Ranger movies did of doing a reboot. Right. Oh dude, yeah, right. I'm I like I need to figure out where the first Sonic is because I want to watch who it's on just, Hulu. I just looked it up. Boom, because I'm going to be watching this because I'm really interested in seeing because people have liked it and I like it was in the background like at my niece's house when watching it. So it was one of those like I'm like okay that looks pretty good on the small screen. Now this thing has got me stoked because it's got Knuckles, uh, which is voiced by Idris Elba. Right, but it's an American accent, so it threw me off. Yeah, like you don't necessarily recognize it as that. Jim Carrey's back as Doctor Robotnik. Looks so cool. Like even so, his his costume and like his mustache was a little different from it looks like the first movie and the second movie. The second movie looks more cartoon like yeah, accurate. Yeah. Uh, it, oh my god, he, he I love Jim Carrey because he knows how to play a wacky dude. Oh, absolutely. And <laughs> even like like if you've even seen it on the uh, uh, like on the posters and stuff, you still see tails. Yes. Which you might not know, but it's the two-tailed fox that is his buddy in the video games. Yep, you can fly, turn his little tail into a helicopter. Um, But yeah, and the big one for me on this too is that the whole focal point around this is Robotnik's back because he found the source of ultimate power, which Which are the Chaos Emeralds. Yes! Which were a huge thing in the video games. And And in the cartoon series. And the only way that you could get the good, quote-unquote, good ending in the video games were to find all of the uh, Chaos Emeralds in the bonus stages. So the fact that they're incorporating all of this means that the people, at the very least, did a little bit of research on the video game so it's not going to turn into something like what Super Mario Brothers was back in the 90s. Well, like, did the research and made it. It looks like it's going to work. I'm not going to say this is going to be the greatest, uh, what is it, uh, video game movie of all times, but it looks like they put the genuine effort into it. Because, like, Mortal Kombat, as awesome as it looked from the trailers and stuff, that one flopped. Yeah, and and I mean, I liked it, but... Also, I understand why it flopped. I mean, Assassin's Creed. I was really excited when I heard Michael Fassbender was going to be a part oh. of that, and I heard that was hot garbage. It, yeah, it was yeah. not good. Was not I'm trying great. to think: is there what other video game movie? And my computer died, so I can't look it up right now. <laughs> but like, what video game movie would you say is one of the best? One of them just came out, and I feel like oh, and I'm not. I and I mean, you can count it. I did watch the Angry Birds movie, which is technically a phone game. It's technically still a game. Yeah. Uh, that was a fun kid movie. It was okay, fun. Okay, because I I mean, like, I think the first Resident Evil I felt was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, good. But, like, it really, it was, once it got into, like, the seventh or eighth, I don't even know how many movies they have. It just 23. Got, it know. got so ridiculous and so stupid. So, yeah, I don't so necessarily Resident think Evil, that was good. That, I, I mean, I that, that's I think I saw the first like ten minutes of it and I got scared. Uh, <laughs> yeah, surprised. no, yeah, it would absolutely be that for you. There's uh, not a lot of really good video game movies. I'm interested to see what Uncharted will do, but I, I haven't gone to see it. A lot of people did uh, say that was pretty fun. I I kind of got the vibe from what people were saying. It had more of a like when you watch Fast and the Furious, you know what you're getting yourself into. It's a popcorn flick. You're gonna yeah. have fun. You want to see the action. You want it like. That's kind of the vibe I got from it. And to be perfectly honest, like I just looked up a Rotten Tomatoes list of like the 48 video game movies ranked by Tomato Meter, and I'm not going to get into them. I just wanted to say that there's a couple of movies that are above 60%, but once you get out of the top four, 
nothing is above 54%. That's right. Like, they're all bad. They're, that's the problem. Yep. Like, there's not a lot of good ones. It might be good because you love the game and you just are like accepting of what the movie is. I remember what I was thinking, though. It's the upcoming one that's coming out. That's the Bioshock movie that I'm excited oh, yeah. about. I am excited for that. Yeah. And I know they're doing a Halo series. Yes. Uh, I think I forget where that's coming out on, but I think that's coming out sometime in the near future. Which, yeah. well, fingers crossed on that one, people. Absolutely. So, I mean, other than like this Sonic, I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch the original mm-hmm. since it is on Hulu. Very easy for me to right. easy to do. And then I'm going to check this one out. This might be another one of those things where I wait, just like what I did with Venom, and I'll probably wait for a with the let there be carnage is just wait till it comes out on the the home screen like these don't necessarily seem to be for me the movie going experience movies especially since in the last couple of years whether or not you like going to movie theater and everything's like opened up more and depending what city you're in it still feels weird to go to a movie theater. You forget that that's an option. Yeah. So it's like, well, I really want to have to see a movie to, in theaters to go see it. Like yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> and like even waiting, like I'm going to go see like uh, Joe on Friday gave us the, his review of the Batman. I'm going to go see that in the theater. Yes. Um, and now the fact that HBO Max isn't doing the dual releases, uh, it makes it makes it so you it gives the need of having to go out mm-hmm. and do that. Or just be willing to wait. And if you're willing to wait, you just have to be accepting of the fact that you're going to have to deal with spoilers and stuff like that. Like, you can go see them in the theaters. And obviously, if you're not comfortable enough with that, either get off the internet for uh, however many months that you want to or just deal with it and just move on with your life. And, like, going back to the whole Batman thing, like, I haven't felt the need, like I did with Spider-Man, to go rush to go see it. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it was going to be a spoilery-filled movie, much like I assumed Spider-Man was going to be in basically any Marvel movie or show at this point is going to have a lot of like big reveals i didn't feel like i was that was going to happen in the batman or or, and or nobody has posted any spoilers i haven't seen any and it's been a few weeks it's weird you could get a lot of stuff in the batman spoiled i'm surprised that nothing was at least not for me yet (laughs) i mean knock on wood (laughs) i didn't get anything either and maybe it's because it didn't like what happens in the movie isn't something that people don't know has happened before in the batman series but there's a lot of stuff that they like do throughout the movie where you could get spoiled immediately so the average person maybe not doesn't realize it's a spoiler an easter egg or something exactly yeah that makes sense well, let us know how you feel about Sonic, or maybe you guys have some really good video game movies that you can let us know that uh, uh, you know stand the test of time. Because uh, I don't know on that. Mortal Kombat One, baby, <laughs> is 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 solid but cheesy, dude. Aren't oh, they, it's very okay. cheesy. Aren't they doing a Street Fighter as well? Uh, no. I don't know. Uh, I know which one. <laughs> I know which one they got to do. Street Fighter versus Cap, or was it Capcom? Marvel versus, versus Capcom. Capcom. That's you know the what? one we need. <laughs> I'm in. Break open that multiverse and bring bring Mega do Man it. into it. Why not? Make it an animated series. Put it on Disney Plus. <laughs> I'll watch it. <laughs> one of the, since BJ's not here and he's probably playing board games. He did send us this, which is very interesting because we have had uh, drinking games that revolve around like RPGs. We've had uh, uh, my good Canadian buddy uh, up there talking about about uh, uh, a drinking quest yes which has come out with so many exp- expanded stuff Jason Anarchy has done some amazing things with all of the different stuff so check out Jason Anarchy and Anarchy Games um, but this one was kind of interesting too because it uses the same idea that your drink is your life total 
And so this is called Heroes of Barcadia, which you can actually right now pre-order on Backer Kit. So it was a Kickstarter. It is successful, and they are putting it out there. The company is Roll a Crit, R-O-L-L-A-C-R-I-T. You can go to rollacrit.com. They've got Heroes of Barcadia right up on the top, so you can find out about it. But it is a puntastic dungeon exploration board game that also involves drinking. Uh, some of the features on this is you fight with a unique liquid life system where you you drink when you take damage. Always an interesting way to put oh, that. Gosh. Yep. You build out a custom dungeon every time you play. You fight a horde of hilarious monsters, each with their own drink-related persona, and you compete with your friends in a 60 to 90-minute contest of wits, wills, and spirits. Uh, some of the uh, characters, which I love, like any of these sort of things, especially with like drinking quest in this game, like having some uh, uh, some puns that go along with it, <laughs> make it a lot of fun, including a weapon called the India Pale Flail. Okay. As a, you know, the the <laughs> IPF yeah. instead of the IPA, uh, the micro brunicorn. Oh my god. Yes, yes. The grand drink guardian, uh, the hop goblin, uh, <laughs> the 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 mimosasaurus. Ah, the mimosasaurus rex. You yeah. Watch out yeah for that yep. One. Yep. Uh, and then you can heal yourself with the thirst aid, and of course you always got to worry about the big boss. Bloody Mary. Yeah. So a, a lot of funs with all of this. Heroes from all across Barcadia have gathered to claim glory in the realm's greatest drinking competition. Alas, on the eve of the festivities, a band of monsters stole all the drinks and hoarded them somewhere in a perilous, sprawling dungeon. Do you have what it takes to outmaneuver your opponents and become the hero who reclaims the precious drink hoard? <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you battle monsters and bosses to collect power-ups with mystical abilities. Some of those relics can give you a winning advantage in your race for the drink horde. And then you use devious loot cards to ruin your opponent's plans, all while making sure your health bar cup doesn't empty out. Nice guys finish last in this fast-paced, ever-changing, puntastic party game for fantasy and beverage connoisseurs alike. And, I mean, just like it's one of those lay a tile sort of games. So, you know, lay it out in front of you. We just recently, uh, I played this with uh, our good old friend Chris Walker. Um, There was a game, a D&D game called uh, Castle Ravenloft, which is a a pretty fun um, horror-inspired D&D game. But it's that same sort of idea where you'll be placing the map map tiles as you're going along. So, like they said, it's a game that is ever-changing. You can play it over and over and over again. I'm going to say I might fight a lot of uh, bosses in that game to drink a lot of alcohol, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) And here's something that's amazing, too. So if you go to rollacrit.com, you can find it on there. You can get more information all about it. You can get the pre-orders via backer kit right now. I love the fact that one of their their selling points is that the game is 100% waterproof. I think that's probably the best idea you would ever need for something like this. And also, it's coming to Roll20. So if you've ever played D&D via uh, 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 a virtual tabletop, Roll20 and uh, I think Fantasy Grounds are the two big ones. Roll20 is the one that I use right now. The fact that they're bringing it to that... Uh, is going to be helpful because you can play it over the computer or you can just have that all set up so maybe you don't have to worry about all of that when you're hanging out with your friends. All you have to do is provide your own beverage. <laughs> right, exactly. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if necessarily – I think I would probably go with, like, maybe a beer or a, a hard seltzer when it comes down to these. A shiter? I uh, I played I played some D&D, did the Airbnb D&D over the weekend, and uh, I – 
only had one drink uh, each of the nights that we were gaming because I went with the Dark and Stormy, which mm-hmm. is ginger beer and rum. And I, 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 I give myself a strong pour, which I find <laughs> out as I'm drinking it. I'm about halfway through it. I'm like, I don't Uh-oh. need any more tonight if I want to be thinking about anything. My mind is dark and stormy. <laughs> so you, like I said, you can go to rollacrit.com or if you search on Kickstarter, Heroes of Barcadia, you can find it. Uh, like, and it was a big one. Like, uh, it was looking for, it wasn't looking for nearly as much as it got because it over $1.2 million oh on over 13,000 people backed it. So this is a very popular one from an established company uh, and loaded with tons of features. Go check that out. But now it is time to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Hey, Vicky, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. What do you got going on over there? Uh, so it is comic book day, so I'm going to talk about a comic book show that I have been bugging you guys to watch forever. Mm-hmm. The only one who has listened to me is BJ, and he now understands that I have impeccable taste for nerdy shows. Because <laughs> he very much impeccable. likes this show, too. He, I have not introduced him to a show he does not like. This is absolutely true, too. Like, this is one of those things where, like, BJ would like will like to uh, crap on you about certain things. And especially if you didn't recommend a really good thing, he would 100% let you know. Yes. And here's the thing. He has crapped on my taste until I make him watch or read it because I've given him comic books. Same thing. And then he's like, oh, my God, this is phenomenal. I'm like, yeah, did you not see who wrote it? Like, of course it's phenomenal. Like, I know I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you to watch something you're not going to enjoy. Right. Like I, I know you guys. Like know, you guys are like my, my weird, like adopted, morphed in family. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, not wrong. Well, I'll be like Rev, you'll like this, Joe. You will hate this. <laughs> time travel, but actually, yeah. yes. So far, the show does not have any time travel. Uh, it's an animated show on HBO Max, and it is Harley Quinn. Yes, you have you have mentioned that, and you've even sent me like completely out of context clips, and yes. it cracks me up because I'm just like, what the hell is this? And then just the fact that uh, was it uh, Ron Funches is King Shark. Oh my god, he's so I great love as Ron King Funches Shark. with all my heart. The fact that he's like doing Shark, like it's just it's hilarious. And Ron, Ron Funches is the comedian, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so Ron, so Ron Funches is King uh, King Shark. <laughs> that was a mouthful. King yeah. Shark uh, is very different from Stallone's King Shark in the Suicide Squad movie. Hundred uh, percent. Because in the Suicide Squad movie, he's more of like a child. He's kind of dumb. And in this one, he's actually a computer genius. Oh. And there's a part where he's like, they're on a mission. And he's like, Harley, I want to thank you that you're letting me use my brains and not just you know my shark powers, basically. And because he was gonna do some hacking in a computer, and then he goes and bites the head off a security guard. Wow. <laughs> so he's still very shark-like, but ne- but he's getting into work in the, the computer thing. So I really love this. Uh, there is a few things, like pieces of news that have come out because of this show. We knew that uh, season three was coming out for a while now. It, there was that weird, like, are we getting a season three? Are we not? It mm-hmm. ended on a really cool note. Uh, even James Gunn was like, hey, this needs to happen. We need a season three. You guys watch it. Watch. And I was like, heck, I'm watching it like every day right now. Like, yeah, let's I'm get this going. I'm doing my part, James Gunn. Uh, it, this is the one with Kaylee Cuoco voicing Harley Quinn. She mm-hmm. she doesn't force the the typical Harley Quinn accent. Which is, you know what? That's kind of a breath of fresh air. For a couple of reasons. Yeah. One, because we already have a fantastic, I know we were talking about on the last episode, fantastic uh, casting. Mm -hmm. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is phenomenal. Absolutely. Uh, That being said, I feel like having Margot Robbie, even the accent and stuff, and having Kaylee Cuoco do the accent, it would have been just too much. It could get annoying. Mm -hmm. There are a few times you can hear the accent come out a little. 
And I think that's cute. I like that. that but it's not it's not in your face sort of thing that the Harley Quinn character absolutely 100% is all the time. It's just like, oh, you'd hurt him for me. And that's about it. Like, that's <laughs> not much. Uh, but like I said, James Gunn was very much, hey, we need this show to come out. Like, we want a season three. Do your thing. And it has been revealed that he is going to be in the Harley Quinn season three as himself. Wait, what? As an animated character. We as as of yet I haven't really seen when we're supposed to be getting it. Uh it's supposed to be sometime this year, not 100% sure when they haven't announced that. But, you know, we do have uh James Gunn who just did Peacemaker on HBO Max, which obviously. is fantastic. If you haven't <sighs> seen it, go and binge it. Just binge <sighs> so, it, just do it now. So good. Stop this podcast, go watch it. There's been so many people that are like, "Thank you for introducing me to Peacemaker." Right? Like, like I said, I know what I'm talking about. Uh, but I'm I'm very excited to see how they incorporate him. See, yeah, I want to see if it's more than just a like if it's just like a little cameo sort of thing, or like what they do at The Simpsons, where they kind of involve a character a, from pop culture in the entirety mm-hmm. of the episode, or if maybe he's got a whole storyline. Who knows? There might be. There was a, and I think he even voiced himself in the second or third episode of season one. We had uh, Howie Mandel make an appearance. He was doing his own show, and the Joker. Like basically blows him up. Oh jeez! It's like no, not Howie. He blew up. <laughs> there's a lot of there have been a few little things like that. Like oh, here's this famous person. Like Tim Burton makes an appearance. Oh, Funny enough, right. he doesn't say anything, but he was Catwoman's date to a wedding. <laughs> and it's like oh, come okay, on, let's get out of here. Like that sort of thing. <laughs> that actually like, does make a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, but like I said, he doesn't say anything. Clayface really wants to impress him and be in his next movie, and he starts Aww. singing and stuff in front of him. It, oh. Seriously, if you haven't seen this and if you have access to HBO Max, I very much recommend it. There's already two seasons out. There's a decent amount of episodes. I think they're 30 minutes long. Uh, so many phenomenal voice actors. Lake Bl- uh, Bell plays Poison Ivy. Alan Tudyk is both Joker and Clayface. <laughs> uh, and I love that. Like Joker, especially in the first bit, he wasn't like a main like he was a main storyline because it's Harley trying to get away from him, like breaking up with him and kind of establishing herself as a main badass supervillain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what, obviously, that's when you, if you've ever broken up with someone, especially if you're a girl, you want to prove how badass you are after the breakup and you need to shove it in everyone's faces. So that is her story. And then learns that, you know what, she doesn't need him. She has everything she needs in her group of friends. Aww. But it's a lot more badass, and then it gets a lot more complicated than that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But like I said, Ron Funches is King Shark. Tony Hale as Dr. Psycho. I believe I get him confused with the other guy, but I believe he was in either like a community or one of those shows or like Arrested Development. He he is in everything right now. I, uh, he's also in Crossing oh, yeah. Swords. He was absolutely he was the younger brother in uh, Arrested Development. I think he was the hook hand guy. <laughs> yes, yes, one hundred percent. Jason Alexander is <laughs> Buster uh, Bluth. That's right. right. Yeah. Uh, Jason Alexander is Cyborgman. Jason <laughs> Alexander, you do know him at, in. Uh, I'm blanking. Uh, Seinfeld? Seinfeld. Okay, yeah, yeah, it is him. Okay. Which is funny because I think Newman is also makes an appearance a few times as Newman. He is a uh, penguin. Really? Oh, yeah. Like That's I said. funny. Th- like, J.B. Smoove as Frank the Plant, also <laughs> fantastic. Frank the Plant. Oh, he is such a Frank salty bee. He's such a sassy, <laughs> salty piece of crap sometimes. <laughs> uh, but even, uh, there's you won't know who this is, James Automain, but he plays Bane and is probably one of my favorite Bane voices I've ever heard. That's awesome. So please go watch it. Uh, in other news, though. One a big character that was brought to light in the Harley Quinn show, one that we've never seen on screen, is a character named Kite Man, and he's just as ridiculous as you would think. He is real from the comics, uh, and he ends up starting. He dates I- Poison Ivy for a while in this series. 
he <laughs> literally has a giant kite strapped to his back. And he, he is a complete mess. Like, he thinks he's, like, a badass supervillain. Even though, if, like, personality-wise, he's actually very sweet. He's a really nice human being. Aww. He's just kind of dumb. <laughs> and he's like, we're going to go do a caper and maybe fight or kidnap. I don't know. But kites are involved. <laughs> but kites are involved. Uh, he's just like a genuinely nice person who just wants to be a supervillain to prove to like mom and dad and to everyone else that he is he can be badass or he could be a cool person. Uh, you really fall for this character. Matt Oberg uh, voices him. But they did announce that they're going to be doing a Kite Man spinoff series on HBO Max as well. Jeez. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be like a continuation, like his story on, because they'll probably have Kite Man in season three, but where it ended off, him and Ivy broke up. So how much we'll see of Kite Man in season three? I don't know. So maybe this will be a continuation from that point on. I, I, I did. I was doing an inter- internet search where you're looking. I needed to look up Kite Man. That's why I was laughing about it. I found his wiki for the Harley yeah. Quinn thing. And this paragraph is probably the greatest paragraph of uh, of anything I've ever seen and the reason why I need to watch this show. I know you've been telling yes. me that. But it's literally, Kite Man had his bachelor party with King Shark, Clayface, and Frank the Plant out on a boat in the open sea. He specifically did not want any strippers or any other temptations, preferring a few beers and a puzzle. Eventually, a talking lobster named Samson yeah. scuttled on board and accosted King Shark. And although Kite Man, who wondered if King Shark owed the lobster money and offered his support, the lobster managed to browbeat King Shark into leaving the boat for the seafloor. Yeah, what that, the hell was that? There, that is a whole storyline, and it's, oh, man, that, that was a good episode. <laughs> I guess so, man. That's just the, it's like, all right, I know I've been, I know I've been told to watch this. Now yes. I am absolutely sold. And I love it because Frank the Plant is also on the boat, and he's like, uh, oh, my God, a talking lobster. Have you ever seen anything as crazy as that? And there's obviously King Shark. <laughs> there is Frank the Plant talking. A talking plant. <laughs> it, J.B. Smoove, I, like, he's one of my favorite characters, Frank the Plant, on this series. And he doesn't get as much, obviously, screen time as some of the other bigger characters. But when you, he is on screen, he steals the show. That's so amazing. please watch it and let me know what you think. Yeah. Same with you guys out there listening and listening land. I want everybody to watch the show because I would love a season four and I would love a season five if possible. It's an animated show. I know it's not as not as demanding as actually filming in a DC show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So until next time, guys, stay nerdy.